0: Listen, tonight we are really blessed. We're really honored and privileged to have a good friend of mine, powerful pastor, pastors in Nashville, Tennessee. Got a great congregation, around 300 folks in there right now. He's also a very, very close friend of Kim Clement. I don't know how many of you knew Kim Clement, but uh, but he's very. He traveled with Kim uh, a tremendous amount, and. Um, I mean, was very, very, very uh, close with him. And also, I mean, there's so much I could say about him. Now, we go all back 35 years, all the way to say We worked at CI together uh, many, many years ago, and we were very close. He's an excellent, uh, just a brilliant musician and guitarist. All his kids, he's got three kids. All of them are serving the Lord. His son-in-law, amen. His son-in-law is... Uh, is uh, the number three in charge at TBN. And so he's, um, you know, the the Lord has put him in some really key places and he can't even tell me who all he's prophesied to because he'd have to shoot me uh, if he told me. It's kind of like one of those military secrets. But nonetheless, but he has ministered to a lot of different uh, what we would call country music, famous country music folks, pop music, Folks, um, and uh, and he doesn't go around bragging about it. He doesn't go around putting it on Facebook. He doesn't go around name dropping. But he just God has put him into some very very influential places. Uh, I will say this: he did tell me the governor of Tennessee. Uh, he actually. Bef- the present governor of Tennessee, he actually prophesied to him that God, before he got in politics, that God had a, and he was in one of your services. If you wanna tell you about you, I'm sure it would be, well, I just know you prophesied to him and he became governor, praise the Lord, amen. And so uh, he has a really powerful, very accurate word. And so I would like for everybody just to welcome my good friend, Pastor Prophet, Marty Layton, praise the Lord. Come on up, Marty, praise the Lord. kind of looks like Elvis but anyway (laughs) thank you very much
1: (laughs) well hallelujah there's a lot of uh, upset folks in Nashville because they thought we were streaming tonight (laughs) they're clicking everywhere right now well, welcome. I'm I'm glad to be here tonight, and I do love Robert and Stacy, uh, pastors Robert and Stacy. Let me get that right. And uh, they are some of the most genuine folks that we've ever known, and uh, love them tremendously. And I don't think there's anything we wouldn't do uh, for y'all, and that is the absolute truth. And uh, how many of you appreciate your pastors? <laughs> We went through so much fire together, we just looked at each other and laughed for years. And uh, it was great. Uh, This gentleman right here, what is your name? I know I met you earlier. (laughs) Brahim. And uh, is that your wife? Nancy. Nancy. Can you all stand? Can you all stretch your hands out? Do you stretch your hands out here? (laughs) Stretch your hands out to this awesome couple. Father, I just thank you for a new season. I thank you for a new time. I thank you for a new chapter. I thank you, Lord, that you cut off the old, uh, Father. There's no need to go back and try to patch things. There's no need to go back and try to uh, preserve anything, Father. It's it's just like the Red Sea closed up, and there's no going back. And the Spirit of the Lord says, Son, I want you to know. Uh, I preserved you through some terrible things uh, and some usury and some abusery. And uh, the Lord said it's, it's been a season Where you just stood uh, with holding on to the horns of the altar and you refused to let go, and the Spirit of the Lord says, "Well done, son. And now I'm going to elevate you, and I'm going to take you into a season of blessing, and I'm going to show you the exact opposite of what you've gone through." And the Lord says, "Daughter, you're going to get the house. You're going to get the things that I that I promised you." And the Lord said, "You're going to have the establishment that you've been looking for." I said, "Believe God and be established. Believe His prophets, and so shall you." Prosper, and the Lord said, "I've got waves coming at you, waves of blessing, waves of increase uh, that are going to start building one on top of the other." And the Spirit of the Lord is going to take you to a place where you continue to, to to stair step higher and higher. And the Lord says, "There'll be a time and season." Where you'll say, this is the book, uh, and this is not something that I just studied out. This is something that I lived out. And because of that, the Lord said, it'll be a living word that will begin to set other captives free and cause them to live on a much higher level uh, because of the the price that you were willing to pay. And the Lord said, because you chose to go through the fire, they're going to have to go through just a little bit compared to what you went through. You went through it so that not just for you and for your family, but you did it." for many families and the Lord said I'm going to reward you for your service and I'm going to bless you like I took Shadrach Meshach and Abednego through the fire they went through the fire but they walked right into promotion and the spirit of the Lord says get ready son new doors are going to open I see some uh, some fresh provision coming to you now outside of church I see another level of, uh, of uh, financial stream coming to you. And it's like the Lord just opened a fresh door and you don't even recognize this yet, but it's gonna start pouring into you. And within three months, you're gonna say, look what the Lord has done in my life. Come on, give the Lord some praise, amen. <laughs> How many of you know words are powerful? the power of the spoken word. You know, we see in the world around us the powerful, uh, 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 the power of spoken word. Amen. Especially when it's from an official, uh, like a government official, right? When they say something, for instance, when you're watching uh, uh, different situations going on in the world and then somebody in an official position says something uh, all of a sudden it takes on a different level of, of impact in your life. Listen, God has heard the cries of his people and God is saying some things now. And there's a, there's a, a legitimate path uh, that God's about to open up of increase for those in this house uh, that are looking for something to break open. I heard the spirit of the Lord say, I'm, I'm dealing a death blow to debt. And there is a, there is going to be such a, uh, I see like celebrations of debt freedom uh, happening in the center of the stage here. Like here's, I'm burning the bills. I'm burning the, uh, 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 you know, the deeds I'm doing, I'm, I'm taking a new step of faith and, uh, and God's going to take you to a place where your decrees, uh, uh, where your life is going to catch up to your decrees. Come on, give God some praise for that. Amen. Yeah. Proverbs 18:21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. So if you don't like what you're eating, change what you're saying. Amen. Amen. I believe the death of your opposition is here tonight. Come on. And tonight we're going to speak words of life and we're gonna speak, speak words of life to destiny, amen? Words of death to the plans of the enemy, uh, words of life to the people of God. Jesus said the enemy comes for what reason? To steal and to kill and to destroy. But I came that you would have life and have it more abundantly. Don't confuse the two jesus didn't come to 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 take you through uh, uh processes of stealing and and killing and death although he gets blamed for a lot of stuff they call it an act of god let me just tell you jesus had nothing to do with that stuff but he'll use it to bless you come on he said i came that you would have life and that you would have it to the full that you would live it in abundance that you would live such a a life of abundance i'm telling you i grew up in Homestead, Florida. And number nine out of 10 kids, my father passed away when I was nine years old and we were suddenly uh, broke. we were so poor. uh, If you looked up poor in the dictionary, you would find a picture of me standing there like this. I mean, we were so poor. We just called it Poe because we couldn't even afford the last O-R. But I learned something. The principles of God work. Don't ever doubt that. I'm telling you, when Pastor Robert or Pastor Stacy stands up here and says you can't outgive God, you need to believe that. I'm just telling you, they're not liars. They're going to tell you uh, 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 that, that uh, the the principles that work. And so I'm going to flip through my notes. I'm going to fast forward and get to the place where I wanted to start. I don't know how my notes got messed up, but decree this with me. Say, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above whatever my needs are, because God is able. Say it again, God is able. Listen, he has made you able through him to run through a troop, to leap over a wall, all by his power. We need to believe the Word of God means what it says. You can do anything. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. He gives you the strength to do it. I can't even begin to tell you how many situations uh, my awesome wife of 35 years, all the stuff that we've been through, but I'm telling you, I can look back and say, through our God, we can do valiantly. Through our God, we run through a troop. Through our God, we've leaped over walls. Through our God, we've crushed devils under our feet. Come on, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, Robert, uh, Apostle Robert, uh, he he said, uh, you know, stuff about the people that God puts me in front of. I don't know why God does that, uh, but I know I'm not starstruck. I just. And some of you, you need to get over it because they're just people. And God wants to put you in places where, just, where you'll just give them the word of the Lord. Come on, that's what you can do. And, and uh, I believe God wants to, to make some, uh, uh, some upgrades tonight. Some of you are going to get new stripes. Some of you are going to get promotions. Some of you are, you're going to see some things happening in the spirit for you tonight. And it's going to go to another level for your life. I'm telling you, God's plan is to elevate you, is to lift you up and to take you higher. I went from abject poverty. I started the story. Uh, we lived, after my father passed away, uh, it's like all the vultures came in and, and took everything. And here was my mom who had no education. My dad took care of everything, Uh, had no access to finances. Back then, if you didn't have the signature, you couldn't get into the bank account. And so he was very wealthy, my dad. Uh, But my mom had no access to the wealth and the wealth just went. And here we were, my mom and eight out of 10 kids at home. We had no place to live, no money. We moved into a condemned house. That had weeds growing up all around it. It was just left there. Uh, I remember we had one of those mowers on the side of the house where they tumble like that. It was no engine. What's it called? It was just a blade trimmer. Yeah, a blade trimmer kind of mower. I mowed the living room floor. <laughs> I'm just telling you, that's how poor we were. Uh, but the Spirit of God uh, had people drop groceries off on our front porch. And my mom said, I don't know what church that is, but we're staying up. They did it like four times in a row. And uh, <clears throat> four, four uh, like every other day, four times. And my mom said, I don't know who, th- who those people are or what church they go to, but we're going to stay up. We're going to get up early in the morning before they drop that off. And we're going to catch them. And we're going to find out what church they go to. And then you're going to go to that church. <laughs> Not anybody else in the family, but me. And, and so we did, I did, and she said, you're gonna play guitar for that church and you're gonna play your saxophone for that church. And so I did and uh, God changed my life. I learned the principles of the kingdom of God right in that little, that little church, Rock Church. It was actually under Ann and John Jimenez and uh, they changed my life. And, uh, and so I'm just telling you, God can take a little nobody from Homestead, Florida, number nine out of 10 kids with absolutely nothing from rock bottom, put the word of the Lord in my mouth, put his spirit inside of me and begin to put me in places I've stood there and said, how did I get in this place? I've prophesied to politicians. I can't tell you their names, but uh, people that would blow your mind. I don't know how God put me there. He just opened a door. Some of you, you're just one handshake away. You're one open door away from something totally magnificent happening in your life. And it's gonna change. And I believe I bring an anointing to you tonight to come up to another level. Come on. (laughs) I refuse the dictations of the kingdom of darkness. I refuse them. I refuse dictation from hell. He's not going to tell you what to do. He's not going to tell me what to do. I receive God's word of destiny over my life. I'm telling you, these are things you need to determine, and your mouth needs to say it. Maybe you didn't hear that. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You're gonna have to start saying some things, become a proactive uh, uh, speaker in the kingdom of God. Maybe they've read your books, I don't know. I haven't read them, but I know the the principles of the kingdom. Uh, But you need to sometimes just uh, get out by yourself and just declare, I am free, I am free. I decree it in the name of Jesus, I am free. Even if you don't think you need freedom from anything, you just need to start opening your mouth and shout it out and make some decrees. Uh, uh, Elizabeth was gonna do a conference that we had to uh, cancel because of COVID, hallelujah. Uh, but it was called, I decree. It was gonna be an awesome conference, by the way. I know I knew it would have been great, but you need to understand through your God, you can do incredible things if you just start putting his word in your mouth. And people know and understand uh, 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 truth, uh, but you have to understand there's a difference between truth and prophetic revelation. And when you get prophetic uh, revelation, you are dangerous to the kingdom of darkness Uh, with a relentless flow of bad news that we have in our world today, you have to become defiant to the lies of the enemy and you have to be—you uh, have to make a refusal to the constant barrage of darkness uh, that comes against you and you have to be able to put the word of God in your mouth regardless of what is slapping you around uh, from darkness and stand and say, enough is enough. I believe the word of God and I'm gonna decree some things and I'm gonna declare some things and tonight, I'm declaring some things into this atmosphere that's gonna going to break you from uh, uh, some limitations that you've had on your own life, and you're going to find yourself in places where you're going to say, God, how did I get here? I don't feel qualified to be here. I don't feel like I've been prepared well enough to be here, but here I am, Lord, use me. Come on. Someone is either here uh, or... or, or Uh, well, obviously they're not watching online, but someone's here that's had a bad health diagnosis. If that's you, stand to your feet real quick. Just one? I thought there was three. Okay, one, two, three. Tonight, God's reversing that diagnosis and releasing healing to you right now. Those that are around them, put your hands on them. Father, we just decree, we have the authority that you've given us through Jesus Christ to take dominion over all sickness, over all disease, nothing shall by any means harm us. Father, I command these uh, diagnoses uh, uh, to, to leave right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I command all sickness, infirmity, and disease to go now in the name of Jesus. We release the anointing that destroys every yoke, Father, that breaks every chain, that Off every sickness, every disease. We release it to them now in the name of Jesus and we reverse that decree and we say, uh, by Jesus' stripes, listen, sounds simple but it works. It's the Word of God. By Jesus' stripes, they are already healed. Come on, give the Lord a shout tonight. Four and a half years ago, I was just. Trucking along, doing everything God put in my hand to do, and I started feeling fatigued all the time. And then before I knew it, I couldn't walk across the floor. I couldn't walk from here to there. And uh, I said, I got to go to the doctor, which I don't like doctors. Let me just—I <clears throat> don't take pills. I don't go to doctors. I, uh, you know, 55 years old, and I'm 59 now. So four and a half years ago, <clears throat> and Pastor Tracy, my amazing wife of 35 years. I say that uh, because I I, I can, hallelujah. (laughs) She said, no, you got to go. So I fought it as long as I could. And then I went to the doctor and uh, the doctor said, long story short, uh, your heart is functioning at less than 5%. You shouldn't be alive right now. Well, in the meantime, I prophesied over everybody on the way into the hospital. <clears throat> I just spew life. And uh, and I said, what? He said, yeah, you've lived all that you're going to live without being on this table. <clears throat> and he said, your heart's going like this. It's not even beating. The water, the, the blood, not water, the blood is just <laughs> pooling in your heart. And, uh, and so... 28 days later, I was dismissed from the hospital. I had a quintuple bypass surgery and uh, God miraculously did many miracles in the process. Uh, But the the point I want to make is this, not that I survived bypass surgery, uh, but there were multiple miracles along the way. They said, you're not going to live three times, three times. They said, call the family in and say goodbye three times. And uh, I refused their information. I refused to hear their words. Words are powerful. And so I said, thank you for your facts. But now I'm going to add my facts to your facts. I want you to know you're about to see some major reversals in your life. God sent me here tonight. I had no idea I was coming here. No idea, did we know earlier today any of this? No. We were having coffee. And, uh, but God told me there's gonna be major reversals happening in your life now. God is gonna release a supernatural wave of reversals into this congregation. Hear hear the word of the Lord, things are gonna start turning around for you. It doesn't matter what the economy looks like. Gas can go up to $10 a gallon, I don't care. Come on, y'all looked at me funny when I said that one. It can go up to $12 a gallon. I don't care. You know why I, I don't care? Because the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Come on. I will not walk in lack. My God shall supply for all my needs according to his riches and glory. Not according to what the economy is doing. I'm connected to a different economy. By the way, if you're not a tither, you've got to enter in. You've got to enter into financial covenant with God. You've got to start. That is like kindergarten. I'm just, can I say that here? You've got to tithe and you've got to give offerings. And if you're doing the same thing the same way over and over, expecting a different result, what is the medical uh, term for that? Insanity. So in other words, increase your giving regularly. Find another place to, to, uh, to, to be a blessing. How else can I, can I bless Paul today? I wanna to bless Paul, God, God will hear that. Let me tell you, seed is attracted to sowers. I'll let you unpack that another time. God gives seed to those that'll sow it. So seed becomes attracted to sowers, I learned that. I learned that when we had nothing, and now we have superabundance, and you don't get there overnight. You get there by continually working the process of the, of the kingdom. Amen. So God told me that there were supernatural reversals coming to this house, and there is a preservation of life. Some of you have had a, a family. Uh, curses uh, family sicknesses and diseases and the enemy's been lying to you and saying you know that little twinge that you feel that's it's coming your parents dealt with this your grandparents dealt with this well let me just tell you that stuff can't touch you do 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 can't touch us <this. laughs> is that <laughs> See, I told you we were best buds for years. Come on. I had no idea, Robert. With long life, will I satisfy you. Esther released a new decree that destroyed the powers of darkness against God's people. Daniel released a decree that turned the captivity of God's people around. Job twenty two twenty eight. 28, do y'all know that verse in this house? Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you, and light shall shine upon your ways. In other words, darkness has to flee the moment you open your mouth. Do you understand that when Jesus speaks, there's a sword that comes out of his mouth? Do you understand that he's in you, and when you put his word in your mouth, there's a sword of light that comes out of your mouth? Mm, this is our time. This is not the devil's time. This is our time. Claim it. You don't lose another moment of time. What are you speaking? Sometimes you have to defy the powers uh, uh, and and pressures of darkness and speak or decree light in defiance of darkness. Decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you. You're going to feel silly. You're going to feel your flesh telling you it makes no difference what you're saying. But I'm telling you, if your eyes could open in the spirit, it's like a nuclear bomb goes off and the devils flee because light drives out darkness, according to John 1.5. Come on. Sometimes you have to defy the powers of hell. When you choose to believe God, many times you're becoming defiant, listen to me, to facts. I refuse to submit to the facts. I refuse it. Some people, people, they just accept whatever a doctor says to them. The doctor told me four months ago, you're worse than you were when you came in here the first time, four and a half years ago. I said, thank you for your facts, but I have some more facts. And as a matter of fact, he said, listen, I know you're a preacher. I've seen preachers die and I'm an expert in my field. I said, well, since you brought that up, I'm actually an expert in my field. I learned that from my wife, by the way, reversal. (laughs) Just the facts, please. Facts have to submit to the truth. And I call that prophetic revelation. The facts are altered by a divine reversal. Listen, and the facts become fiction. When you start opening your mouth and releasing prophetic revelation, facts become fiction. uh, Prophetic revelation is a revelation about the future. So why must we understand to choose to believe prophetic revelation? Because some people are dominated by their past. They're dictated to by their past. You know, when you're saved, you're brought out of your past. But your past has to be brought out of you. Your past is this long, humongous body of work that you've accomplished. This long path that you know intimately. But the future can look very short without prophetic vision. In other words people see more of their past than they do their future. And the way you shorten your past and limit what it can dictate to you is to allow the voice of God to speak fresh vision to you so that you can see further into your destiny and partner with God's vision by declaring his truth rather than the facts or even the lies of the enemy. Come on, somebody. Prophetic revelation is an invasion. It's an invasion of your thought process. God's word says his thoughts are not yet our thoughts. Therefore, our ways are not yet his ways. And so we must allow God to give us divine perspective. A divine perspective means he's going he's to cause you to see that you have dominion and you have been given the authority to take possession of anything around you. The enemy can't possess it. Do you understand? Whatever the atmosphere is telling you, whatever the facts are telling you, you can stand on the word of God and say, that is not truth, this is truth. And we're living in a day where you better have the truth of God on the inside of you and ready to come out of your mouth, like a sword of light whatever challenge I face, I have divine authority from God to take dominion over it and rule over it. So I left you with my last diagnosis. I said, you're worse off than you were when you first came in here. I said, our exchange. And I said, thank you for your facts. I want you to know I have authority over those facts. He looks at me like, I don't speak that language. What, what foreign language are you speaking to me? I said, I rule over these things and it doesn't rule over me, but I rule it. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's called an occupational perspective. You decree and declare like a king. How many of you know the Bible says you're a king and a priest unto God? You've got to, you've got a decree like a king. You shall not. Come on. You, God says you're a king. Uh, Luke chapter 19 and verse 13. Jesus said, I want you to occupy until I come. That's a military occupation. I'm sure you've got great teaching on that, but you've got to stand in a place where you say no. I refuse your facts. And I'm going to add some other facts into that. And I want the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me, God. Come on. David wrote in Psalm 110, The Lord said said to my Lord, Sit down right here at my right hand. Until when? Time, make your enemies... Your footstool. Do you know that you are called to rule and reign and put the enemy under your feet? You're limited to two two choices when you get a decree from a doctor or from uh, uh, whatever situation you're facing. You're limited to two choices. You can have a situational perspective or you can have an occupational perspective. Jesus said, occupy until I come. You can see this in churches today. One, one church will be just surviving and another church will be thriving and ruling and reigning with Christ. Come on. You can have a situational perspective or an occupational perspective. An occupational perspective is whatever the situation that I'm facing, I have power to occupy and I can take occupation over that. When David faced the giant, David had an occupational perspective. Are you following me? Let me know if I'm going too fast. I'm watching the clock. (laughs) How many of you are going to listen listen faster? Okay. David had an occupational perspective and not a situational perspective. David knew he was called to be king. And so he thought like a king from that point forward. I'm a king. He made decrees like a king. This day, I'm going to take your head off of you. And I'm gonna feed your body to the beasts of the field and the birds of the air. And I'm making that my prophetic decree. Let me ask you again, what are you declaring over your life? A situational perspective just sees things the way they are and tries to figure out how to work with that situation and and determine later whether or not I'm going to overcome it. But an occupational perspective sees the very same situation and says, there's no reasoning in this. I can only see the fight of faith in this. I'm going to fight. Well, Brother Marty, your heart's barely working. Okay, let's put it to the test. They say, well, we're gonna set you up for an angioplasty. That's where they put the camera in you and they check you out. I'll make the story very short. I get into the operating room and the doctor says, what are we doing here? Get him out of here. There is absolutely nothing wrong with his heart. Don't give him the rest of that medicine. Get him out of here. You're wasting my time. Just the facts, please. I don't know about you, but I'm not gonna sit back and let the enemy tell me what limitations I must operate within. I have an occupational perspective. I have prophetic revelation. You have prophetic revelation. You're not called to be an average church. Forget that. (laughs) Somebody, will the real Jesus church Please stand up. I have an occupational perspective. And if I face a giant, it's only there for me to take him out. You got to change your attitude. I will decree in the face of a giant. I will tell him the rest of the facts. You have to choose whose report are you going to believe. Two or ten? I'm the two. I'm just telling you right now. That man right there and this man right here, we were always the two. Even though there's more of us. (laughs) But the facts may be dictating one thing to you. But if you'll take an occupational perspective, you'll start declaring prophetic revelation. And you can release the power of God into your situation. Watch the change come to pass. And you occupy and reign like a king over your enemies day in and day out. I've seen great Christians, people that you respect and and watch on TV even, face battles, and they begin to act and behave like heathens that have no faith. They hear the fake news. That's what the doctor was giving me, fake news. They hear all the junk the enemy tries to peddle, and whatever your disposition is supposed to be, I refuse it. I refuse to listen to that. I refuse to listen to their selection of the facts. I wanna add my facts to the facts and I declare no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That's a fact. If God be for me, who could be against me? That's the fact. Come on. Well, brother Marty, you're losing sight of reality. No, I am not. I'm very aware of it. And sometimes I'm affected by the facts, but I want to add facts to the facts. I want the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and all the facts to be presented. And if you'll just hear what I'm saying to you tonight, I know I'm, I'm kind of on repeat for you, but I want you to hear something tonight by the Spirit of God. God is about to change everything for you, and he's given giving you the opportunity to put something fresh in your mouth that's going to change you from where you were to where you uh, where you want to be and then further and beyond if you'll just change the facts by releasing truth out of your mouth and watch what God can do come on yeah. we're a prophetic army When you're faced with a problem, don't reach for the WebMD. Stop it. You know what you need to do to your idiot box? (laughs) Computer off. Come on. Who are you gonna listen to? I cannot and I will not retreat. I can only evaluate things by an occupational perspective. I could go for another three hours like this, by the way. But I'm a man of my word. Would you stand with me tonight? I believe God's releasing a fresh anointing on you. And you're about to see that you're not in a, and I know this may sound trite. You're not in a setback. You're in a setup for a great comeback, a great bounce back, a great turnaround. There is an anointing for reversal on you just tell you don't be selfish it's not just for you come on you're gonna have such a speedy turnaround everything is gonna shift suddenly a whirlwind I know the story shalam <laughs> but a whirlwind hit this place And I believe there's a whirlwind anointing on your life. And you're gonna release it to others. And a great storm of blessing is brewing right now. And it's gonna strike you. And you're gonna see far above and beyond. I wanna minister to some folks, Apostle Robert.
0: How many of you received something from Pastor Marty tonight? You receive this powerful. Uh, I, I just want to say we're going to receive an offering in just a moment, but I really sensed uh, as Pastor Marty was preaching and ministering, I feel like the Lord is saying that He is breaking off the spirit of poverty that's been in our region. You know, we really pushed back on that thing and had, had some breakthrough. It seemed like after the hurricane that thing wanted to creep back in and i believe that the lord is pushing back the spirit of poverty breaking that and i saw i will tell you what i saw in the spirit i saw our parking lot and i just had this vision and i saw the parking lot filled with like luxury cars and and i know listen i want to understand the kingdom of god is not mercedes and infinities i drive an infinity it's not or a genesis or and that's all wonderful and good Uh, understand that but god wants to bless you and he wants to make you the head and not the tail and he wants to bring forth deliverance in your family in your body but he also wants to deliver bring deliverance to your wallet that which has been bound he wants to bring an abundant increase You can't read the Bible without knowing and seeing that God wants to bless his people. He wants to bless you. How many believe God wants to bless you? He said, I'll make you the head, not the tail. I'm making the head, not the tail, right? I'll make you above, not beneath, amen? And so God wants to bless you. That's not, we, we're not going after that. I'm just telling you, that's a byproduct of serving the Lord, amen, of being faithful to him. And I, and I felt like there was homes that were being released tonight. If you need a home tonight, if, would you just raise your hand right there where you're at? You need a house, you need a home. Father, we release homes. Lord, we release dream homes, or those who need homes. Listen, God said, this is what the Bible says, wealth and riches will be in the house, in the house of the righteous. You gotta have a house. God wants you to have a house. So Lord, we release homes right now. Houses, beautiful homes, better homes, Lord. In Jesus' name, we release it now. Can everybody just give the Lord praise? You know, by the way, Understand that the spirit of poverty isn't necessarily what you have in your hand. It is a think, it is a mindset. It is the way you think, the way that you believe. And God wants to uncap the limitations that have been in your life. He wants to take off the limitations. Would everybody tonight say, Lord, take off the limitations. Every limitation, Lord, take it off. Take it off in the name of Jesus. This will be a house of blessing. Your home will be a house of blessing. I said your home will be a house of blessing. You will serve the God who is the restorer, and he will give you more than you had before. Amen? Do you believe that? Thanks again for downloading this podcast. We trust that this message has blessed, encouraged, and edified you. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss a message here from High Praise. Also, you can follow us on social media, on Facebook and on Instagram, and Don't forget to go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll be back soon with another incredible message. God bless you and have a great week.